My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And welcome uh, to Best Quality Vacuum. Does this have a regular intro? Or have we no, just been kind of winging it? We've just been kind of winging it. Um, okay. Yeah, I think a, a couple of times you've done the Bonfire Side chat of something favorites. Uh, I think that you say are uh, uh, Vince Gilliverse uh, oh, uh, uh, sure. episode kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, this is a, a Vince Gilliverse episode kind of thing. I, I you know when, when um, I when, when I when I was doing the announcement stuff, I called ABQ. I, I called it ABQ universe, but uh, okay. you know we could do Vince Gilliverse as well. Yeah, because uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get those X Files in. Yeah, maybe and yeah. It, whatever the new show is, he does with uh, not with you know Reese uh, Seahorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's a downtime episode. <laughs> Both for us and the podcast, we're mm-hmm. we're still in the uh, the setting stuff up to knock it over phase, <laughs> right? Oh man! And this week we're talking about Gray Matter. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an episode that was written by Patty Lynn, uh, the only episode that she wrote for the show, um, yep. and by uh, directed by Trisha Brock. Uh, it was originally aired on February the twenty fourth, two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, Patty Lynn, a producer on Breaking Bad and heavily involved in one of my favorite uh, legacy prestige television shows, Freaks and Geeks. Mm. Um, this is, as we I alluded to, this is a downtime, epi- downtime episode. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about Walt's past. Uh, and then really it just, they, they decided it should take more than one, you know, episode for him to make this huge decision. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's going to uh, cook meth because he decides to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, for some reason, it is the most attractive option to him because of toxic masculinity. Yes, uh, and yeah. just pride, yeah. um, an, an, an awful lot. Uh, and boy, his like his little speech that he gives the centerpiece of this episode mm-hmm. is real um, poison to me. It, it is. Uh, it's really well delivered. Yes, you know, yeah. like it's it's a great. Brian Cranston does a great job. Oh, I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, I, it's I, a it it's a well well done monologue, but this is the most I hate Walt. Yeah, uh, and this includes like when he's dissolving children in acid and stuff, yeah. and like <laughs> closing down the orphanage and twirling his mustache. You know, <laughs> Say my name, children. <laughs> Nick Daddy Heisenberg says no Christmas pudding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I never got to make a choice. You decided to leave that company, man. Yeah, he, he's there's a lot of self pity, which is the the flip side of pride, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that comes with a lot of pride. I uh, yeah, Walt fucking sucks in this episode. <laughs> he's also, but he's very human. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. This ends up being, and especially the turn at the end of this is one of my favorite character moments in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my you know my ongoing thesis of season one that Walt was always a shithead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is being an oversimplification. Like, real you know he does love his family. Like, you know, it is weird narrative. Like, oh, he never really loved them. It was all just about this pride. No, no. Like, <laughs> it, this is a man who, this guy really loves his wife. Um, this is a real Mr. Boop situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> he does love his wife. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, we, uh, uh, you mentioned we learned a little bit more about Walt's past. Uh, we've already yep. met Gretchen uh, in these flashbacks here. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, we also learn about the other person who was kind of involved in this Elliot, Elliot Schwartz, yes. um, it used to be business part- partners with Walt. You know, they, uh, uh, studied at Caltech together, did all of that stuff. They formed, uh, they, they formed a company, gray matter, Walter white, Elliot Schwartz, white and black gray matter. There you go. 
Yeah. Uh, I really like the casting of uh, Gretchen and Elliot because they're mm-hmm. two people who kind of look like Odos from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're very, they're both very looking. They're both very gawky. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just odd looking folk. Mm-hmm. And Gretchen, uh, at this point, now that she's wealthy, she does the thing that all wealthy women do, which is start dressing like Star Trek Next Generation ambassadors. <laughs> like, how long and flowing and how much like a bathrobe can I get away with and still have it be formal wear? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I think that's a very funny look <laughs> that happens. Uh, th- this episode has a heightened reality to it uh, in that and the costume design, the guy who gives them the strat. Oh God! There's, there, Johnny, there's, uh, Johnny Showbiz, Johnny Showbiz, who shows up. Hey. Uh, the Tim Heidecker character, who's like in the middle of this episode for some reason. Uh, there, there's a heightened reality to this episode that I attribute to it just being, you know, a one-off writer. Yeah, yeah. you know, who, who who's never done it. There's there's a couple bits that are, that are a little goofy. Um, the the reason the way that Walt and uh, or Gretchen and Elliot fit into Walt's past. Uh, as we mentioned, he used to be part of this company. He sold his part of the company for very little money, and then they went on to be successful. Yes. Um, you know, billions and billions, tons and tons of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse uh, attempts to uh, make it in the real world and uh, finds out that there are, you know, arbitrary qualifications mm-hmm. there and then goes back yes. uh, to Cookie Meth. We're introduced to Badger. Uh, I love Badger. I love Badger. Uh, played by the uh, the wonderful Matt. Um his last name stone is it uh matt yeah this guy's great yeah you're you're you're, i think matt stone is one of the south park guys oh i I knew there was a stone in the south park guy i can't remember his last name he's great (laughs) uh scratchy voice man Uh, no no it is brandon mayhew and he has a yeah he has a voice that uh i i i have no like isn't brandon mayhew the character's name no, that is. <laughs> yep, there we go. Brandon Mayhew is the character's name. Sorry, uh, it is Matt, Matt Jones. There. Okay. Cool. I I need you to for the rest of the episode act like I pushed you out of the way of an oncoming train. Yeah, because that's exactly what I did. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? the the uh, responses to that oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you fucking I was like, idiot. Why, do, why do i hear saul saying that name <laughs> what is saul talking to the actor what the uh yeah matt, matt jones yeah yeah matt jones uh, uh voiced uh voiced wedge in the in the final fantasy 7 remake yeah it's yeah. just a great great actor fun fun performance of this even though his part in this is not what he ends up being he's real madcap oh. in this like oh yeah <laughs> crossbow hijinks in this like this is a weird episode <laughs> like uh, the uh but yeah he's this is jesse uh inadvertently being a student mm-hmm. you know uh learning a lesson like no he maybe needs could learn a few things yeah you know um so there's important stuff that happens even if it is a downtime episode and uh some real weird tonal stuff that's season yeah. one weirdness uh let's get into it let's do uh so we have jesse applying for a job he uh, mm-hmm. thinks he's applying to be a salesperson at a bank, uh, you know, handing over his curriculum vitae. I love the nervousness in his voice mm-hmm. while, you know, just the 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 the, the, uh, the rambling that he does because he is very uncomfortable in this situation. Yeah, it fucking sucks. He probably yeah. hasn't done this forever. Right. You know, he, I mean, I'm sure he's done it, but it's just been a very long time. Yeah. It's very sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I find this scene very endearing. Mm hmm. It's like, um, oh, you, you don't see it on the, you don't see it on my curriculum vitae, but I've got ma- mad sales <laughs> sales <yeah>. experience, <laughs> mad sales experience, and the manager trying to say, you know, help him save dignity. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, this is really a no experience necessary. Like you're, you're putting on a, a, a song nobody wants to hear, Yeah, you know, right now, uh, until eventually he says like, no, this is more like advertising. He opens the the window and it's a sign spinning uh, yes. job. There's a guy dressed up as a gigantic, uh, dollar bill with wings, mm-hmm. uh, here spinning a sign and Jesse uh, is furious, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this is, uh, bullshit, you know, yeah. and there, there's an element to this that is like, you know, Jesse is good at selling stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he he is talented. There is something to Jesse's character about how we shunt people into like arbitrary lanes mm-hmm. that mirrors uh, Walt and uh, Elliot's story. Yes. Later, right? Like Walt decided to, he's just as smart as mm-hmm. Elliot. He's going to go into this other thing that requires just as much skill. Yes. As what Elliot does. It's just not accepted mm-hmm. you know uh that is the the parallel that they're showing between these two characters yeah yeah, yeah. and you know jesse because he doesn't have those credentials you know like oh you just you need uh licenses and you need uh um to go to college you need two years experience yeah just you know like yeah. just the be, because of the credentialism inherent in this inherent to the straight world you know jesse he is miles away from any position that has dignity the yes. dignity that, that, that he would want right yeah and it sucks it's not mm-hmm. fair like he's he's right to be pissed yes this sucks uh the the sign spinner calls out to him and this is badger uh his <laughs> friend uh you know and they go off and to smoke a joint um he's working this job he's like why would anyone work this job he's like i'm on probation <laughs> you know i gotta i gotta show the straight and narrow that i've uh you know people that i've i've reformed <laughs> as he so, lights uh, up a joint <laughs> yeah you know very very funny uh the comic yeah. timing Mm-hmm. Badger's great. Yeah. You know, he doesn't mind the job. It's really good exercise. You got to le- learn moves. Uh, and he shows the uh, the helicopter. Uh, there. <laughs> the way that he genuinely fumbles and says, I'm not very good at that one yet. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Uh, and and re- any kind of sign spinning humor from like Flight of the Concords to, uh, to uh, Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> you know, when when uh, <laughs> um, when the, the, the one character like just absolutely slays it. And it's like the backflip and stuff. (laughs) It's so funny. What a, Um, what a, what a strange, what what a strange position to exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just Uh, being incredibly good at this. (laughs) Um, And, you know, Badger, the subject turns to that meth that Jesse cooks, you know, like the reputation has gotten around, you know, like, Hey, you got, you got any more of that. And just says, no, I'm trying to retire. Uh, Pseudo's hard to get a hold of anyway. So they say uh, (laughs) terminology, everybody Mm -hmm. talks about pseudo in this. Yes. Um, They're talking about pseudoephedrine, uh, pseudofet, cold medicine, uh, which is one precursor that you can use to make uh, crystal meth. Yes. Uh, It is. This show takes place before a huge crackdown on Mm -hmm. that. I remember when you could go into a grocery store and buy that. Yes. Uh, And just they might limit you. You couldn't just sit there and buy it uh, over and over, which is why they call uh, going from store to store buying the maximum dose Smurfin, mm-hmm. um, which is, is a meth thing. But now, at least in my experience, I have to like show ID and go beg at customer service. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to get medicine that works. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks. <laughs> can, I, can I have medicine that works, please? Can no. I please have an application of medicine? I'm not going to turn it into meth. <laughs> no, you, you must be re- uh, re- resigned to the quills. Yes. Yeah. To Ugh. the quill aisle, you know, and, and I'll, I'll party with some quill, but only because I've fallen so far, much like <laughs> Lucifer. 
<laughs> I, I, the, um, and how he parties with Quill. Yeah. Uh, Badger says he knows how to get a hold of Sudo. Right. Uh, so Jesse gets in his car and he looks at the classified section, all these ads he's circled, which is very 20s newsman of him to, uh, to be looking for a job that way. Uh, and he's like, you know, fuck this. Yeah. Like he, yeah. all he can see is a parade of rejection interviews like the one he just had. Yeah. It just a total agony looking at this thing. Yep. Uh, we cut over to Walt and Skyler in the car driving to a party. Uh, and Walt does not want to go there because he does not like the gift that yeah. he brought. And uh, we don't get to see this for a little bit. Skylar keeps trying to assure him that it's fine. This is one of your best friends. It'll be okay. Uh, he doesn't not want to go just because of the gift. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. go because this is rubbing his face in his, you know, multiverse alternate universe life. He's, 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 see, he's seeing what he inadvertently gave up. Yeah. Yep. And, and also what he thinks he still deserves. Like the, this should be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wants to live in a meritocracy like Jesse. Right. Uh, you know, and this, this party is at this mansion. Um, this is an incredible house. Uh, yeah. Elliot's birthday party. Um, he married Walt's old love interest and he got everything, you know, that he could ever want. Right. Yeah. And speaking of agony, Walter is in hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he shows up, you know, as Skylar talks about how she looks like she's dressed like a prom queen <laughs> because she's wearing a it's shiny blue dress. Fit. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't um, get the beige memo. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it, you know, they're just standing in this incredibly fancy garden making small talk about the baby. You know, yep. and just like, oh, Elliot got this new patent and just the the the, the fake smile on Walt's face is just like, oh, God, Re- really great. Brian Cranston stuff. Yeah. This episode. Like just wonderful acting uh, on him and in a gun. Mm-hmm. This episode do a really, really good job. Yeah. Uh, you know, Elliot has to run, says, make yourself at home. And Walt goes and checks out the fortune that could have been his. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to the library and like, I'm also covetous of that library. Mm hmm. Like it's beautiful. You know, he's got one of those little like uh library ladders. Can you imagine? Oh man. Uh, um, but he has a coughing fit there. Just right. reminding the old cancer. Yeah. Uh, he goes outside another colleague calls him over, you know, and it's like, Oh, you're, you know, you're Walter white. You helped us out. You're, you're this master of uh, crystallography. Yeah. You know, and kind of explains this thing. And he's talking to all these people. This is a very sad, you know, scene. They all assume uh, oh. that he works with Elliot. Oh yeah, that he yeah. that he must be you know the the hidden half of this genius that yes. uh, the the that gray matter has been able to uh, to put together. He he looked at a at like a, a Scientific American uh, uh, cover in the library yeah, and said, yeah. you know, gray matter flips the molecular switch, which yeah. which is <laughs> which is just amazing, just like pseudoscience stuff. Like yeah, yeah no, just okay, cool. But but would end up on the cover of that because it's like oh yeah. Uh, uh, a, a rando in a newspaper or magazine aisle would kind of get like, Ooh, that sounds important. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean anything. Yep. But I it didn't, sounds good. I didn't know molecules had switches. I've got oh, a shit. lot of learning to do. Navy seals. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, tries to cover it up. He's like, Oh, I, I gravitated towards education. Uh, and they say, Oh really? Which university? You know, assuming <laughs> he's doing research and stuff. Right. Um, he doesn't answer. He just takes a drink. Yeah. Uh, rough stuff. The indignities visited upon. Mm, yeah. Uh, even yeah. though the invitation said no gifts, uh, yep. Elliot is sitting. He, you know, he's, he, he's the birthday boy. Gifts. Yeah. He's like, just, <laughs> just, his whole house is made of gifts now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, and he's opening them. Uh, I like Skylar's point here. Like what is he eight years old? Yeah. It's very <laughs> funny. Uh, even though, you know, 
Oh yeah. Bert, Bert gets fun. Bert. Uh, but then we get the weirdest in, in now in retrospect, this is maybe the weirdest thing in season one. This guy, <laughs> I really struggle with this dude, uh, this cool dad. He looks like the cool dad from the old, uh, the state sketches mm. or the, uh, the Dean when Homer goes back to college. Oh yeah. Who's like, yeah, I used to, you, you like the pretenders. I used to play bass for, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's fucking the, the sunglasses. Like oh, the, everything the, about this guy. Yeah, no. It's fucking I, incredible. I, I, I call them. <laughs> I, I called him Johnny Showbiz earlier in the notes here. I have him as Mr. Big Time Money Hollywood. He's 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 a, he's not like a producer, like a Mr. Big. Uh-huh. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Uh he's he's a Jim and Derek, but grown up. Like super cool dude. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, cool. Yo, and the how douchey is everyone in this? Elliot's like, oh, cool, a stratocaster. He's like, not just any stratocaster. It's one of Clapton's. <laughs> and then he Elliot like looks at the back and he's like, Dear Elliot, yeah. sorry about the what is like the uh, the, 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 the buckle rash. Uh, the buckle you- buckle rash. Yeah. Uh love Eric. And he's like, This is great. Yeah. And like, it's like fucking ludicrous cartoon scene that happens in this. There's a there's an antique mall close to my house where one of the people who set up the reason why antique malls are fun is because it's a bunch of stores. It's not yeah. ever just one thing. People just set up their own collections. And you need to see, like, oh, this person dedicated their life to Mickey Mouse and now they're selling it all. Uh, <laughs> But one person is all rock memorabilia there, and they have this rotating display case of signed guitar picks. Okay. And uh, if I were the kind of person to like spend $100 on a novelty gift for a friend, mm-hmm. it'd be very funny for me to give Andrew and my band like a guitar pick. And he'd be like, oh, thanks. I'd be like, that's one of Clapton's. That actually, that's a John Frusciante original. Yeah. <laughs> like, get a little bit of his spirit when you play you know they, no, they, they, they say it gives you their guitar playing power yeah <laughs> the uh all the power of a freshante there's a man uh this is tangent time but i'm just doing it it's fine uh facebook has decided to advertise to me because i look at instruments a lot okay guitar picks there is a company called acoustic attack <laughs> do you know about this thing no what is it i'm gonna read to you the names of eight different guitar picks they sell for prices ranging from $5 to $100. Okay. The Attack, The Juggernaut, The Ambush, The Blade, The Blade <laughs> 2, The Radium, The Surge, The Stealth 2.0. <laughs> the Blade 2, the, the the Blade 2 is actually the superior of the uh, of the trilogy, I think. Yeah, we we've improved we looked at the Blade guitar pick and improved it in every way. <laughs> but don't get it confused with The Juggernaut. Or the ambush; those are incredibly different guitar picks. These look like sex uh, toys. It, it's really ludicrous. Uh, the Dowager's Choice, <laughs> <laughs> or you, you could you could just buy the Arsenal uh, for, the, thir- oh. for for thirty two dollars uh, or twenty dollars no. on sale. You get two of each of their varieties. Um. <laughs> you, can you imagine coming into like and auditioning for a band with like a bandolier of these things? <laughs> And just being like, a lot of people worry about the gun. I like to think it only takes the right ammo. <laughs> and then like pulling out the guitar pick and just, here's what I've been working on. I call it a sound shape. <laughs> and then just going fucking down on, on, just, your, on your squeeze box guitar. 
it's just different. Hold. It's just different, like grip grip patterns. Uh, in uh, in contrast, I am holding here a small baggie of Fender medium uh, medium gauge picks for uh, that I bought at the music store for five dollars. There are twelve yeah. of them. Yeah, it's uh, uh, they work great. Instrument <laughs> douchebaggery is one of my favorite it's comedy so things. <laughs> like uh, there was a guy who was in our band scene who. Um, he always make fun of because he uh, had symbol polish that he used like between practices, like not like quarterly or whatever, but he would like okay. always make sure his poly- his symbols are polished up. And, uh, and, and what was it like audio audiophile reasons? Like you just get a much more clear decay if they're I, shiny. Like you, you asked me that as if I asked him, <laughs> I, I just saw the polish and, and laughed at him because that's, you know, music equipment douchery, which is, yeah. ridiculous, you know, <laughs> right. you're an okay drummer, but like, don't, uh, Come on now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anywho, th- this is that guy. Uh, it's so funny. It, it's, I, I busted a gut. It's one of Clapton's. Um, and then Elliot just being like, oh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's so perfect. Authentic belt buckle rash on the back yeah. of it. Neat. Yeah. Mm, the Clapton virus. <laughs> Look out, Gretchen, you're getting defenestrated. Um, <laughs> it's viral. Uh. It's a Grant Morrison comic about a sentient defenestration that stalks the Clapton family. <laughs> <laughs> just anytime, you, anytime he walks into a room, the windows just fly open. <laughs> like buckle. <laughs> Whoa there, Rick. Be careful. We haven't closed the shutters. All right. Vaccines. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let, let, let me go hang out with Peter Frampton. Yeah, what a fucking prick. God. Uh, we get to Walt's gift uh, here and it, it's uh Walt's trying to downplay. He's looking, you know, pathetic. Mm-hmm. He opens it, but Elliot seems to like it. It's a, uh, uh, this package of yum, good ramen. Uh, you know, he's just like, uh, remind, this is what they used to live on. They lived yeah. on it for like 10 months. It was, uh, 20 for a dollar 99 in the hardware aisle, <laughs> which, uh, which they is sold very next funny. to the sterno. Yeah. yeah it was very funny. Like you're very well observed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. and he's just, he's, he seems genuine about this. He seems very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. You know, it's like, this. Oh, just, you know, like all this, all this stuff is nice, but like here, here is an old friend who has brought me a memento to remind me of, you know, the, 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 the small times, right? Yes. And it's worth, uh, him being genuinely feeling this is worthwhile yes. because, uh, Walt is going to suspect, uh, like everyone, you know, that they're not genuine. Right. Um, I believe Elliot in the scene. Uh, it's worth noting somewhere around here, uh, Walt notices Skylar talking to Elliot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to come up just now in the next major scene where Walt and Elliot are reminiscing. You know, yeah. uh, they've had a few drinks and Walt is now comfortable. Yeah. You know, just talk, you know? Talk, talking about old old lab, ma- oh, lab mates and people that yeah. they uh, smell like around. chocolate milk. Yeah, <laughs> it was the same guy. The guy with the, yeah. the guy with the weird thing under his nose, and the guy who smelled like Snot chocolate milk. Yeah. Snot yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like what was that? It's called a lip, Elliot. Uh, the, uh, he's so out of touch. Um, the uh, you know, at this point, uh, he makes a job offer. He's like, yeah. we, "I miss this. We could use a fresh perspective. Why don't you come work for us?" Yeah, at, at Gray Matter, he's like, you know, I'm I'm rusty, and he, and Elliot's like, no, like you should come. Like we have tunnel vision. Getting a fresh perspective mm-hmm. is really useful, and you would fit in really well socially. 
No. You know, he he's these again, these are things I I believe Elliot believes. Yes. You know, yeah. it's possible Skylar, I mean it's not possible. It's definite that Skylar was the genesis mm-hmm. of this, like seeded this idea. Yeah. But I don't think Elliot is a shitty person. I think that I don't think he's just doing charity. No, no. Yeah. I think I think that this is you just figured, oh, okay, well, here's here, you know. Here's an opportunity to help, right? Like yeah. this is, you know, in the grand scheme of thing, it is a it would it would be a good thing for me to do that really wouldn't cost me anything outside yeah. of bringing this fucking wild card into my building. Yeah, he doesn't know that Walt one hundred percent ended up killing half his staff inadvertently. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would I would love to watch the spinoff where he accept, like the show doesn't change that much, but he accepts the job uh-huh. and all of the horrible things that happen happen within the. Con- context of working at gray matter someone would accidentally eat his yogurt from the fridge (laughs) dissolves them in acid yeah (laughs) (laughs) walt is you know the 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 whole show is about how walt is a is a corrosive presence right (laughs) so it is funny knowing that in hindsight but right now you know he's uh you know genuinely making this offer it, i'm you gonna know, take it, the it, job if i can bring my partner <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo what up <laughs> yo what up science bitches and just uh <laughs> <laughs> and walt like he smiles you know yeah. his his initial reaction on hearing this is you know like oh oh this this would be great it's a miracle yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets silent and he feels like he would need to disclose, right? Saying, Hey, mm-hmm. I've got some personal issues. I I don't think I can I can I can't say yes to this. All he says is, you know, probably you know, personal issues that he yeah, needs very to work specifically. Out. Yes. Doesn't say what it is. <clears throat> and Elliot's like, We can help you. There's I'm sure there's anything we can work out. And if he had stopped there, mm-hmm. it'd be fine, but he overplays his hand. Yes, you know, it's is. not intentional. It's not. He's not sinister, but he says we have excellent health insurance. And Walt, who is a smart guy who sees shadows everywhere, yeah, puts it together. Yeah, he he looks over at Skyler. You know, he's like, okay, yeah, I know what's yeah. going on. And the really, really great edit. We cut immediately to them leaving. Yeah, like they're they're outside, and Walt confronts uh, her about it. She's this is really well observed. You know, she is knows something's wrong, but is putting on a face. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that w- that was good. You know, uh, did you talk to Elliot? Like, she wants to know whether this like very fucking loving thing that she did. Yeah. Ultimately, regardless, we don't know the degree to which she like suggested a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she says, uh, he says, you know, how dare you do this? And uh, she's like, I, what was I supposed to do? Lie about it? Like, he knew something was wrong, mm-hmm. and he asked about it. Um. That could be true. It could also be true that she was taking a more active role yeah. in coming up with a solution, both of which are fine and good. Yeah. And, you and know? N- neither, neither of which are entirely out of bounds, I would yes. say. You know, just like, I don't know. <laughs> and here we yeah. get into how much how much does Walter's privacy in this matter? I would say not very much because the the like the, the the dad having cancer is a it, that that is a family thing it is not just Walt's call <laughs> it, it's yeah it's 100% like in this whole episode is yeah. about that but like if there's one you know his flaw is pride obviously yeah. if you get more granular to it uh, one of the things that this episode really illustrates is it is uh vile it is a a non-virtuous thing mm-hmm. to reject the genuine expressions of love and help from the people around you yes uh you 
do it for, if you can't bring it to it for yourself, which is what a healthy, well-adjusted person would do, Mm -hmm. you do it for them because you're not the only one who matters. Right. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, I remember very specifically, like all the times in my life where I'm like, Oh, it would help this person to help me. Mm -hmm. I should say yes, because not for me. Like Mm -hmm. it may be true that I don't want this and I may have feelings about it. It is a kindness for me to accept this help. Yeah. You know, um, even if it is unneeded, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not logical. You do it to make people around you feel useful. You do it because as acknowledgement that of their appreciation of you. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you have a, a shit brain and you can't handle that, you're like, Oh, you know, I have to take care of myself. Think about what you would do for them. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you can project a little bit. Uh, he would do this for her. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to then think, well, why can't somebody do this for me? You know, I, I I hate the arrogance that comes with self-pity where like, oh, I'm the only person who fucking sucks. Yeah. Everyone around me great is great, but I suck. I mean, special shut the (laughs) fuck up, Walt. I Um, mean, like, but, but, but it is, it is such a, it it is such an ingenuine, non-genuine, um, uh, I, I I suck. Right. And in reality, he is not accepting this because he sucks because Walt is somebody who does not have relationships. He is somebody who keeps score ultimately. Right. And so, I mean, let let me, let me complete this. He, he is thinking because I would help somebody in order to show how big I am. Uh, to, you know, to, to a degree, I can't let Elliot, you know, get the satisfaction of doing that, not necessarily understanding that their relationship is not, it, you know, it is not both ways where there's this comparison being made. Walt is walking around making that comparison all the time. He doesn't want to give Elliot the satisfaction of, you know, throwing him any bone, you know, regardless yeah. of, regardless of, you know, Elliot would be getting you know, something of value. Walt's science scientific knowledge is his brain in exchange right yeah yeah it's both yeah like and and i'm not trying to say that as like a compromise like oh my my point is correct Mm -hmm. no it's it's literally both like that's that's 100 at work yeah the other thing that's at work is waltz i'm a a man provides the Mm -hmm. thing gus gets yeah with like in a just universe i wouldn't need this yes therefore i cannot take it Mm mm-hmm you know, I shouldn't have to, if I were better, yeah. you know, and, and it, it's not a contradiction, this idea oh, of, no, no. uh, this pride and self-pity because they go together all the time in the real world. Oh yeah. No, he's he, just, he's just acting like he sucks in a different way than he actually does. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and every time I, you know, and there's tons of, that, of this I see in myself, like I have worked really hard to get over it. Right. Mm-hmm. But like every time I have met somebody in my life, like my whole life, you know, mm-hmm. and I've met somebody who is, uh, very arrogant. Mm-hmm. There is this, uh, little seed of self-doubt and self-hatred. And every time I've met somebody who, uh, so is very self-hatred, there's a seed of arrogance. Yeah. Like they go together 10 times out of 10, uh, as a thing. And, and neither of which is good behavior. I, ideally, it is something that you mature out of as you become more actualized, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the journey of being a human is getting over this bullshit. Yeah. You know, and Walt never did it. Yep. You know, ultimately, like men would rather Breaking Bad than do therapy. <laughs> like he, it's, it's an infuriating scene because oh, yeah. he's wrong. It's very human. 
what he's doing, but it's wrong and it's shitty and it's a profound act of violence to everyone who cares about him. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it makes me so mad. There, there's not a single act that makes me more mad in this series than this. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to say what like what an original sin is, you know, in, yeah, in this. Yeah. Is, you know, like how far back does it go? Is there something that we're not seeing that, you know, took took the thing out of Walt that he that he is missing through all of this? But yes. like this is a pretty big one. We talk about you know, this series being a uh, you know, kind of a progression of one way doors. This one was clearly marked, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a huge one because, it, and it's one that the series doesn't underline as much. Yeah. And one also, importantly, that Walt doesn't notice, right? So like right. when it comes down to Emilio, Walt sets down and uh, makes a uh A pro a list, and con list, yeah. A pro and con list. Like that is considered to be a moral event horizon. And as I've been arguing, like, no, that dude tried to kill you. Mm -hmm. And if you let him go, he kills your family. Yeah. The moral calculus of that is not that complicated. This is senseless. There's no moral calculus to it at all. Yeah. It's arbitrary. You know, uh, it's fucking infuriating. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> it makes me so mad. It leads to a really good show that happens. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> like it leads to pretty good entertainment. And without this, we wouldn't get better call Saul. I get it. Uh, but it's, it's really infuriating. <laughs> oh my gosh but he's saying like oh you you, you just lie it's easy you just don't you know if you feel the need yeah, to say, say to, to say this say say everything's fine and she says i don't i don't like the way you're talking to me and he says oh i don't like the way you're talking about my personal affairs to people who aren't even in our lives anymore yeah <laughs> it's like absolutely brutal and she says what did he even say and he goes you know what he said mm -hmm. you know like you offered me a job no uh, the next morning uh they're having breakfast uh, it's very awkward. Walt Jr. is pissed, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, and knows it's tense. He's going to take the bus instead of riding with his dad. Uh, we go to Badger, who brings over this huge bag of pseudo uh, to Jesse's, um, looking at the bullet holes in the door, which would have been <laughs> a, uh, oh, no, no, man, those are uh, speed, speed holes. Speed holes, yeah. Holes for ventilation. <laughs> uh, you know. Good thing I keep that piece of the original cross on my breast pocket. <laughs> um, uh, so Jesse tries to, you know, he starts, uh, he's learned things from Walter White, right? Like mm -hmm. he doesn't want to have been influenced by this person he ostensibly hates and will ultimately lead to his downfall. But he's, you know, oh, no, no, that's this. This is a, a volumetric flask. This is an Erlenheimer flask. I used yeah. to have tons of glassware. Aren't you impressed? Like, this is the chemistry. I'm in this for the craft. Yeah. And Badger is just a good time rotten soldier. Like, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> no. Nope. You know, he's got a big bag full of Funyuns. He's got a big bag full of Funyuns and uh, a yeah. crossbow for hunting javelinas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, he's, he wants to have fun. You yeah. know? Uh, and then we get this montage to another absolutely embarrassing song uh -huh. um, of the Jesse cooking and Badger just fucking around. He gave, he gave uh, himself Erlenmeyer flask boobs. He does give himself Erlen boobs, <laughs> Erlen memories, <laughs> uh, and and just like not helping. Right, right. You know, it, making it worse. And so, like, it, it is very, it's very cute. I, mm -hmm. I, I realize you're making an incredibly addictive and destructive drug. It is very cute what Jesse is doing here because it, it shows a real admiration for Mister White. 
mm-hmm. you know the the fact that he that he is like oh i'm i'm going to try and take on that role i'm going to be the one like you, you know <laughs> walt was being shitty about correcting me about what these different flasks are i'm going to pass that knowledge on right i'm going to be like him and then this cook montage is the other side of it because by looking at the way badger is behaving he re- he knows how walt felt <laughs> As, yeah, as Jesse yeah. was fucking around. Yeah, it, there's also a thing to this where uh, it shows, you know, one of the our premises that like Jesse's a, a bright kid who's just not in this world on that track, right? Mm-hmm. So like, this is the first time Walt was ever t- able to teach him. Mm-hmm. He he wants to learn this stuff. It just needed to be in a context that was important to him. Yeah, you know, and like it is, you know, a life destroying drug, right? I'm not saying you got to hand it to meth, uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying you can use that as an extension of like the bank interview, yeah. right? Like he does have this value and this this intelligence. It's just not useful in the straight world. Yeah, you know, and that's a tragedy. And Walt being so shitty to him is because Walt could not see the parallel right. between himself and Jesse. Mm-hmm. You know, Walt is to you know, uh, Elliot as Jesse is to the bank manager. Yeah. You know, in, in a way, right. Yeah. Like it's, it's surprisingly rich for just being a comedy scene about boobs, <laughs> yeah. glass boobs and juggling glass, which is dumb. Oh yeah. Um, that night, uh, junior and some friends we don't see again are outside a convenience store, uh, because they want to find someone to buy beer for them. Yeah. Uh, have you ever done that? No, no. I've uh, never done it for a stranger. I've done it for acquaintances. Uh, uh, or people uh, I know. Yeah, I've never. I've like maybe at one point I I took beer to a place where there was where there were going to be underage people. You know, mm-hmm. people who I knew were going to be cool. A Rafi uh, concert. I, <laughs> 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 have you ever tried to fish one of those sober? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a phone that's also a banana. Like you don't need to make a whole thing about. <laughs> what it. was he smoking when he came up with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've never, I've never been like, yeah, sure. I'll buy you. I'll, I'll buy you some yeah. beer. I'm afraid of teens. So I, I've never had a teen walk up to me and ask, but I think I would do it basically at teen point. Like I have to because of that fear. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I remember uh, getting a sick little thrill out of being like 21 or 22 mm-hmm. and having my like 17 or 18 year old friends yeah. need me or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people I yeah. knew who were like younger. No, I, uh, I definitely, I definitely relied on other folks to get me, uh, to get me oh, my forties yeah. and such. Yeah. 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 Uh, he ends up accidentally, um, asking a cop, mm-hmm. uh, there. And, um, and this guy, like from the second he pulls up is immediately like, oh, this is a cop. That's yeah, a cop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You, can, you can tell cops, you know, you, you know, cops, uh, his friends run away. Yeah. Uh, you know, he can't do that. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, uh, he puts him in the car and he's like, you're lucky you have a really good dad here and you pan over and we don't see Walt. Uh, no, it's Hank. Yeah. And you know? Hank, you know, his, is the not cool, man. It's not cool. He's not talking about the, about the beer. It's actually pr- pretty, That's pretty fine. good, good of Hank. And it's like, oh yeah, just Who gives shitty, shit? shitty teens being shitty teens. Like what is Walt going to say when he finds out that you called me instead of him? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that masculinity aspect to, to Walt's yeah. tragedy again that everyone is playing along with. You know, a man mm-hmm. provides, a man is is this, a man is that. Yeah. You know. Um, Hank brings Walt Jr. home. Uh Skyler uh, you know, says sends him to his room while they all talk about it. And uh 
Hank says to, to Skyler, hey, don't tell Walt. Yeah. Like he's acting out. He found out his dad has cancer. He's just being a kid. Yeah. He's trying to protect Walt's feelings. Yes. Like this, this will be a crushing blow to his masculinity and a sense of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then talking about Walt, Walt Jr. kind of acting out, he mentions, oh, you know, he's smoking pot. Like he's going through a real hard time. And Skyler's confused. What do you mean my son is smoking pot? Yeah. Uh, and this is where the, uh, you know, Skyler's cleverness asking Marie about, about marijuana comes back to her. But it's all, uh, you know, kind of clarified. And all Hank can do is laugh when he finds out that Walt yeah. is the one smoking the pot. Uh, just, yeah. oh, I didn't, I didn't think he had it in him. Uh, it is, man. <laughs> It is so mm-hmm. quaint looking back at something this old. Like if I found out that a 51 year old like wimp was smoking pot now in 2022, it'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing <laughs> happens. It's all very quaint. Yeah. Like the, the, the beer thing, the, the pot thing, all yeah. that stuff. It's also quaint within the context of the series thinking to, you know, flash forward several years in which, uh, <laughs> Walt gets Hank summarily executed. Yeah. He's got that in him. He, he uh, does try to stop him from the car. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, but you know, it, it, yeah. Um, so they're going to do an intervention yeah, uh, cause Walt doesn't want to accept treatment. Yeah. She um, doesn't want, she doesn't want it called. Skylar does, doesn't want to call an intervention though. Like, yeah, let's but, just get a family meeting. Let's trap him. Yeah. It, it is an intervention. Yeah. Right. 100%. She's just, uh, she's playing with language. Yes. The, um, we cut over, we have another, uh, scene with Jesse and Badger where, uh, Badger is very excited because he finished a batch of meth, but Jesse uh, is displeased. It's yeah. too cloudy. It's not glass. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Badger's like, no, that's good enough. And Jesse goes outside and throws it in the dirt. Yeah. Uh, Badger freaks out, starts scooping it up. Like, I would have <laughs> smoked that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, leave a good meth on the table. I wouldn't throw it all in the dirt because what about poor, like, foxes and coyotes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. They're going to have their own little breaking bad, like breaking <laughs> burrow or something where they like serve each other meth. <laughs> the, like the fantastic Mr. White. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse says, you know, the customers are going to demand a certain standard. Uh, and um, I, Badger, I I, 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 Badger's just complete. Uh, Blue screens him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, what? What? What are you? What do you want? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like, there's a lot of real weird. This is going to lead to like a mad cat fight that I think is funny, but a little bit out of place. Uh huh. The thing about this episode, same thing with the intervention scene, which I don't know how definitely it mixes heartbreaking drama with goofs because mm-hmm. it's very funny. <laughs> uh, this episode, as much as I think it fits kind of weirdly in the series, it is very funny. It is quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, this is a good comedy episode. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Walt gets home for the inter- intervention. They have a veggie tray. Uh, Hank is just shoveling cheese cubes into his face immediately. <laughs> I love it's it great. so much. You, you, you never yeah. want to be the person who, uh, who unwraps the cheese tray. Well, you don't want to, but also if you're in that situation, you want something to do. <laughs> I gotta do something with my hands. I gotta, I can't, what am I supposed to do? Just meaningfully stare, yeah. you know, <laughs> like get the veggie tray out. Um, Jesse is about to throw out a third batch and Badger loses it. Oh yeah. Like they've yeah, been like, there, you know, all day. Like it looks like they've been there for like 16 hours, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and he, he fights him at this point. Uh, Jesse tries to push past him. He's a helicopter bitch and picks him up and starts doing wrestling. It does like, like a, spins him like a sign. It does like a spin body slam on yep. him. Yeah. Breaking all kinds of their equipment and stuff. No good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesse throws Badger out, uh, calls him a maniac and starts driving off, abandoning him in the desert to die. 
<laughs> like, this, uh, I mean, the, this series, like the this 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 universe of shows, has made me very afraid of the desert. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> so like, this is how, how did Patrick get back? Did he I have to drink his own pee? <laughs> I, I imagine bags Badgerman, Badgerman. Uh, I imagine so. Uh, Jesse speeds off. Badger gets the crossbow and fires a bolt at him. <laughs> Thus, uh, firing Chekhov's crossbow, kinda, kinda, uh, yeah. Kinda. I mean, I mean, all that says is that it's going to go off, not that it's going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, Skyler is talking to Walt, and the scene again. Uh, I have mixed feelings about it. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a really serious thing, and I have so much sympathy for Skyler in this. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that it makes some of the comedy stuff and the bits that are played for like kind of hacky laughs right so like she has the talking pillow and all of the therapy stuff is kind of made fun of like it's a dennis miller bit Mm -hmm. whereas in fact those kind of structures are really useful when trying to navigate fraught emotional things like the talking pillow is a joke in this that idea of just allowing one person to talk so an idea gets completed Mm -hmm. is not stupid right you know and skylar is not being stupid now. here like and the the so the the communication of it is a little bit mixed for me in execution yeah. and, i mean she and she's she's being smart about it too because she knows that walt will be able to talk out talk himself out of this if he's able to yes. get a word in edgewise right yep. if, if there is any if there is any space and we see that at the end after you know after walt is able to give his uh you know to give his peace right yeah and, and then he he wins over half the room <laughs> well he's not and he's not just it is him using his skills of the gift of gab, but he's not manipulating them. It's what he really believes. Yeah. Like he is, he is manipulating them inadvertently, but he, I, I think he's genuine. Like that's what yeah. he thinks, mm-hmm. you know, he's, it's not weaponizing it. Yeah. You know, he's just wrong. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, indefensible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's self-pitying bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, and it wins people over because again, I, I don't know necessarily that Hank and Marie, in a less kind of elevated comedy scene mm-hmm. would be like, hell yeah, Walt. Yeah. You know, I, I think that their reaction is kind of played for laughs a little bit in this. De- and it, de- it, definitely yeah. Hanks is, I believe Marie's. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's probably, you know, fair. And it's, it, it's just kind of, it leads to a mild inelegance to the scene mm-hmm. yeah. to me. Um, that it just has to do with like mismatched stakes. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, uh Skyler's like, you know, why can't you, you know, accept help? Uh, you know, sometimes it's okay to lean on people. Maybe it's the way you're raised that you can't do this. I know this is hard for you, mm-hmm. but you need to. Uh yeah. he says, you know, am I allowed to respond? And she says, No. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to wait. We all get to say our piece. Yes. Yeah. Uh Hank takes the talking pillow next, and I love yeah. this because this is very funny. He like, he he is so he is as out of his element here as Jesse is at the in the interview at the or beginning. Walt at the party. The yeah. Beginning. You know, like the, he's <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> this is awful. Like, and the only way that he can like he he recognizes that he's talking man to man in this, you know, artificial situation. And so the only tack that he has is to first go with a poker metaphor, mm-hmm. talking about like, oh, you were dealt a shit hand, but you gotta keep placing your bets, placing your bets. Well, and he also compares it to himself. Like I can't yeah. tell you how many times I got dealt a shit hand and I just ended up with a full house. <laughs> like it still kind of turns into a little bit of a triumph. Yeah, right? because Hank, all of this like masculinity a man provides, you have to win shit. He buys into it entirely. That's why he was trying to protect Walt. 
Yeah. You know, from, from Walt Jr. Uh, <laughs> doing this thing. So he's just like, he has to also protect himself. Yeah. In this, you know, uh, he's, you know, like, do you get it? And it's like, no, you know, that's nonsense. And he switches to a baseball metaphor, <laughs> uh, which also, you know, doesn't really make sense. He's like, you know, you're up, you're up to bat. The team needs a home run. Do you, you're, you have a bum arm. Do you miss or do you call in the pinch hitter? Yeah. Which is the uh, exact opposite thing of what you should say. Like Walt wants to hit the home run. He doesn't want a pinch hitter. Yeah. You know, there, there's a seed of what he's trying to get at. Like, he's trying to say, like uh, do, do, do you throw the game because you're pride? Yeah. Yes. You know, but it, it's the exact opposite of what Walt would need to hear. Mm-hmm. And then junior takes the pillow and this is where it gets, I mean, like this is heartbreaking, you know, yeah. because it is, it, you know, the it's ships genuine. are fucking wild. Like yeah. we are, we are going back and forth at a breakneck pace between goofs and, and, you know, crying <laughs> Yeah, uh, here is the idea. And he says, like, this is bullshit. You know, you're, 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 you're acting like a pussy. You're, you're, you're going to give up, you know, yeah. like what, what if you gave up on me? Huh? And Walt starts tearing up like, like he is genuinely chastened by this. Right. Yeah. And it it he, works. And he says, yeah. you know, you know, all the stuff that I've been through and you're scared of a little chemotherapy, like, it, like just the, the, that, that feels, that, that feels incredible. I'm, I was about to say genuine <laughs> junior has no reason to, has no <laughs> yeah. reason to lie. Well, like, junior is the biggest deceiver in the show. <laughs> <laughs> he hates breakfast. Yeah. It's all been a long con. <laughs> he, he he loved the, the, he loves the, the soy bacon. Yeah. <laughs> he loves its sweet taste. <laughs> he loves how limp it is. <laughs> yeah. mm, Band-Aids. More Walt Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the, but this this is devastating. Walt is just sitting there, you know. Not that he could respond if he wanted to, but there's just nothing to say because Junior makes an incredibly it's a good hard point counter. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a hard counter, but it also is appealing to Walt's pride, right? Yeah. yeah. Hank is dismissing his pride, saying, "Call in a pinch hitter." Junior saying, "What are you not man enough?" Mm-hmm. Like he's reconcept. Like it is important to Walt to be the man. A man yes. provides. He has to do this stuff. Junior is saying, "This is what a man would do." Mm-hmm. Like giving up is the opposite of this thing. He's reframing the situation to fit fit into Walt's framework rather than, you know, uh, acquiescing to Walt's framework and saying, "Yeah, under your conditions, you'd fail, but you should do it anyway." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Marie gets the pillow next, and we're back in comedy mode. Uh, <laughs> where uh, Marie, this is very, uh, you know, it's a little broad, but it's very Marie. Uh, yeah, just like yeah. me personally, I think you should do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so fucking funny yeah uh, skylar's really pissed like you know why the fuck and marie's like no we, you know i figured i would do you the courtesy of giving you my honest opinion yeah it's like uh, isn't that what marie we're here for values highly uh <laughs> she's a medical professional she yeah. x-rays people every day <laughs> um, I, I, I i believe her when she says it it's very marie but she's she is making a version of a point here she's again she's she's made it's heightened for comedy yeah like she is making a point she's making mm-hmm. the argument that Walt is ultimately makes. Yeah. Right. She, she, um, she's, she's making the true side of the argument that Walt makes. Walt yes, makes two yeah. arguments, which is, you know, like, do I, do I want my last days to be miserable? Do you know, in, in and out of doctors and stuff. And that, then he swives and then he swerves into the bad side of his point, which is, Oh, I've never got to make a choice. I'm making yes. a choice now. Yeah. Yeah. The shitty part, yeah. you know, and Marie does the opposite. She starts with the choice and then justifies it. Yeah. You know, uh, there and she convinces Hank, <laughs> you know, Hank's like, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of on her side, which again, comedy beat, like we are uh-huh. rapidly vacillating between the two, uh, here, uh, 
Skylar is, and Skylar like almost didn't get the memo. Like yeah. they're in different scenes. Yeah. She's <laughs> weeping and she's like, well, how could you betray me like this? Like it, imagine if Walt never took therapy, Uh huh. Walt died. And now Skylar has to live with her sister and her brother-in-law <laughs> who just like convinced Walt to do it. <laughs> It's so horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the, the mismatch here is nuts. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, and she, she she tells them like you know, help or leave. You know, yeah. like under understand what the point of this is. Like, it, yeah, it's, and, uh, and she's right. You know, yeah. all all my sympathy is with Skylar. Yeah, uh, this they start screaming at each other, and then Walt uh, gets attention. He whistles for silence. Uh, Junior calls it stupid, but Walt grabs the pillow. Like I've got mm. the talking pillow now. Like it's my turn to talk. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Uh, and he, he lays out the, the good argument for this. Uh, like, you know, I would like to die in my home. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you heard them talk about this. Uh, what is my life worth? If I am in hospice, if I can't move my head because I'm too dizzy, I can't get out of bed. I can't have sex. Mm-hmm. I can't be a person. Right. Do I want to spend my limited time not being a person? Right. Duckfeed.tv loves euthanasia. Mm, we talk yeah. about it all the time. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's somebody that is a valid point. Yes. Uh, but then he moves on, as you, you mentioned to the shit point. Right. My entire yeah. life. I feel like I never had any say ab- uh, about any of it. Um, which is, which is a horrible thing to say to the people that are closest to you who are, you you, chose all those people. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, and also like you are saying, you guys don't, you guys never let me drive. Yeah. 100%. It's Homer whining about not going to rock and roll fantasy camp, but also (laughs) like we talking about not having his choices earlier in this episode, he was exposed to his lost love Gretchen and he's with his current wife and mother of his children (laughs) uh, who in the implication of this is the default safety school. Yeah, he went to you know, uh, fucking brutal. Like he loves her. Like that's that's real. But like this is not a good thing to say. Yeah, but he's saying yeah. like you know this last one, this last choice, cancer. All I have left, all that I have left is how I choose to approach this. Which is yeah. like you've had so much agency, you just you just you've cocked it up. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, and and Skyler says, yeah, you can make a choice. We should make the right one. This affects mm-hmm. other people. You know, your son. Don't you want to see your daughter grow up? And he says, of course I do, but surviving isn't everything. You know, he goes back into that, the, the good point there. You know, I don't want to be too sick to live, but then his pride comes through. Yeah. Uh, you know, where he says, and that's, and that's how you would remember me. That's the worst part. Yeah. You know, like the last thing I would leave you with, like he is very concerned with legacy. Yes. You know, yeah. as an idea. Uh, um, the, 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 the bad part. So, you know, I, I believe in the right to die. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the bad part of, of, of his argument here too, is like, you ever been around somebody who's died of cancer? Like not everything they went through is chemo. Chemo is actually like a very small part of yeah. the overall sickness and stuff. He would, he would still be an invalid. He's making a case for going and shooting himself in the desert. Like he, you know, thought about doing in yeah. episode one, right? He's still, yeah. he's still going to be forcing himself to live through that, to become, you know, weakened and coughing up blood all the time. And also having his family watch him do it. He's, he's painting a very idealized picture of the way this process would go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the truth of the matter is, and what Skyler is arguing and what he ultimately comes around to is they don't know how it would go. Nope. You know, they're, they're playing odds and our brains are not well designed. No, not to, when the stakes are that high and the, yeah, yeah, yeah we, it, we can't really do it. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the show, uh, <laughs> Walt wakes up the next morning, you know, and Skyler's already left bed and he looks at the books on our nightstand and he smells our pillow. 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's four baby books and then a book on uh, how to eat to cure cancer. Uh, she's reading about this. Like she fucking cares. Yes. You know, uh, one of the baby books is this huge, thick ass tome. That's called something like the ultimate baby name book. <laughs> I've never had a kid. Never will. I find that culture fucking strange as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, I'm going to read a book uh-huh. to, that's just names. I could potentially name a person. That's fucking weird. That's do I not weird. know names? Do I not? Do I? Yeah. Has have there been advancements in the tech? <laughs> I don't, like, are there um, like meanings in there? Because I want to yeah. read that shit. Because that's that that is wild. That's more interesting that's than that just is. like yeah. I don't know what you know. If you name a kid this, like all that stuff seems instantly outdated and just designed to oh know, yeah, steal pregnant you know, steal money from pregnant people. I yeah. said steal pregnant money. <laughs> uh, I'd love to get that pregnant money. <laughs> um, but this is very sweet and really really well uh, observed. I think mm-hmm. like that feeling of the absence of somebody in in bed who you you know. Are with and he's basically uh this is the point where he makes the decision there's no manipulation here there's nothing like no this is worth gambling for yeah i would like more of this mm-hmm. he goes you know? out to the, he goes out to the kitchen and hugs her from behind which will be mirrored ghoulishly later on yeah um yep, yep. you know i believe that's a season two scene um yes. but he but but he hugs her and this is tender and he says all right yeah. And she turns around. She almost doesn't believe him. Like she's geared up for a confrontation. He says, you know, all right, I'll go for the treatment. Yeah. He's not used. To, he doesn't acquiesce a lot. Yeah. You know, while verbally spars. Yeah. Uh, this is him seating ground. It's really sweet. And a great scene. Uh, this guy really loves his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we cut over to a waiting room. Uh, Junior's happy. Junior smiles at him. You know, uh, Skylar comes in and says, hey, you know, because our insurance won't take it. We can prepay with a credit card. And then Elliot will send a check, right? And he says, I'll take care of it. Uh, <laughs> you, you got it. So it's like, yeah, that's not yeah. an answer. And she, she, you see on her face, she's not totally okay with this. Like she knows something's maybe up. There's a suspicion. Yeah. Uh, he goes in for this radiation treatment that they make the scariest thing in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the, all of the, they won't talk to him or tell him what things are. No. <laughs> like, it's, it's shot like an alien autopsy scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny. I, I mean, it's it's alien all the way. When the three when the three dots turn on, it's like, oh yeah. my god, the predators here! <laughs> it's so scary, yeah. and you, it's so the opposite of like actual medical things. Where they're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Don't be scared. Like, yeah. they don't want you. They, you know, well, the terror actually makes the cancer cells bigger, so they're easier to zap. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so like, we, we can't we can't have you panicking because like the aim on this is pretty important. Like, yeah, we t- you get you get attacked too when you when you get radiation so yeah. they know where to aim the thing yep uh it's it's uh it's funny how scary yeah. they make it um yeah uh and uh he gets the treatment and afterwards we see him pull up to jesse's place um he's about to get out you know uh, and gretchen calls him yeah uh elliot told him told her about the cancer mm-hmm. you know and she says you have to accept the payment as far as we're concerned that money belongs to you uh and she's making a good argument there. And there's that interesting thing that goes on with Walt's psychology about this is he does believe he earned that money, Mm -hmm. right? Like he is owed it, but he believes in the system at this point, right? Like in a meritocracy, he would have it because he was partially responsible for that success. Yeah. It's not the rules though, you know, Mm -hmm. and both him and Jesse wanting to define their success outside of the rules is the, the parallel there. Yeah. You know, so like she's making a point that he would be sympathetic to mm-hmm. 
from a different angle. There's also like. there's also a pride a, you know a, a pride angle to this too, which is Gretchen and Elliot have to be you know at least a millionaires ten maybe twenty yeah. times over you know, yes. um, and you know Walt is thinking well I'm. I'm due a lot more than yeah. just the hundred thousand dollars that this is going to cost or the, you know, the $200,000 that's pennies. So like the money that she is saying, Oh, that belongs to you is not the third of the yeah. company that it believe that he believes, you know, she'll ultimately be coming to him. So yep. the, 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 the pride in this as well of saying like, no, I'm not going to be bought off for pennies on the dollar. I already did that once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, it, yeah, it's, it is bad. Uh, and she, when, he says, you know, she says, Walt, like, is this about you and me? You know, mm-hmm. that's another thing is he doesn't want to be there and have her in his life where he's going to be constantly exposed. Yeah. That's lost love. Uh, he doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he says, you know, it really was a hell of a party and I'm actually fine. Uh, it turns out insurance came through, mm-hmm. you know, and she recognizes that he's lying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She goes, okay. You know, uh, that's going to have consequences later. You know, when she realizes he's lying and, you know, let's Skyler know mm-hmm. about things. But uh, she lets him go yeah. at this point. Uh, Walt had a friend and he rejected the friend. The friend is yes. now out of his life. Yeah. No longer a friend. Yeah. And he goes, gets out of the car and walks up to something he can control. Yep. He walks up to Jesse, you know, rooting around in the glassware in the garage. And Jesse's angry. Like, you know, last time they talked to each other, he, he, he kicked, Walt kicked him out of his house. Right. And yep. Walt just asked one simple question. Want to cook? Yeah. And that's what we cut on. Yeah. They both uh, tried to make it in the real world and self-rejected or were rejected mm-hmm. and realized that they need each other for this very specific and bad goal. Yes. And he is, uh, he is exerting control, right? (laughs) Like, okay. He talked about, all right, I I want the control to decide whether or not I live or die. And he realized that the thing he needs control over is his pride. So he decided, all right, I'm going to decide to live, but if I'm going to do that, I'm definitely not stooping to the point of accepting charity. So, you know, I'm making my choice. I'm going into this incredibly dangerous field because you know, he recognizes the rush and he recognizes that it is a place where he fits after yeah, spending it's a, it's a, a place he can succeed. Yeah. At this thing he needs desperately to succeed at, mm-hmm. you know, on his own terms and without help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Infuriating. <laughs> absolutely. Absolute horseshit. Yep. <laughs> like, it's really good character work. Kind of a weird episode, I think, mm-hmm. but really, uh, you know, on on the whole, a real win, and I think a bigger win than the last. Yes, uh, downtime episode would be my my opinion on this. Same, um, you know, a, a good one. Even though I am glad that we are now doing stuff, yes. we're we're kind of out of the setup, and now we're going to start getting into crime time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love crime time. Crime time is good. So, yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. We're going to be back in two weeks. If you like the show, the best way to support us is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Yeah, there you kick us a few bucks a month and you get a bunch of stuff in return, bonus content, uh, all that uh, good stuff. Whole new shows uh, as mm-hmm. well. Like if you like horror movies, we have a monthly show about horror movies. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time. So we appreciate anybody who has chosen to support. We appreciate if you consider uh, supporting in the future. Yeah, uh, indeed. Um, I think that's about it. Listen to the other shows. Mm-hmm. We have ratings, reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict. Tell your friends, all those things. And uh, until next time, 
Give us that well, part. Uh, until next time, uh, uh, do you have a replacement filter? Because my Hoover Max extracts uh, Pressure Pro. Pressure Pro. It's on the it's on the Fritz. Yeah. Model model four hundred and sixty or whatever it is. It got yeah. dipped. 